So you may have noticed uh, last week we didn't have Vector on the show, and uh, that was not by our choice at all. Um, Vector has decided to quit the show and pursue his other projects that he's got going on. Vector's, you know, always staying busy. He's working on stuff on, you know, on his YouTube channel. He's doing streams. He's working on music and videos. So I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, this was just taking up a little bit too much of Vector's time. But uh, we definitely appreciate him sticking around for as long as he did. He did, you know, 14 episodes with us. So shouts out to Vector. Um, you can check him out on YouTube. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash deadvector, um, he's got a bunch of videos on there. Uh, you may know him uh, formerly as Mega Destroy Bastard, uh, but he's been a you know a big pillar in the Metal Gear community, and he dove deep. But uh, I think he just had to, uh, for now, just turn in his Metal Gear card and kind of walk away for a bit. Focus on some other things, so ain't nothing wrong with that. Yep, and we wish him the best. Yep. Yeah, if you're listening, man... Hope everything goes well. We'll keep the seat warm for you. Yeah, man, we miss you. Seat's open. Come back anytime. But, uh, yeah, let's get rolling in this episode. Hey, I'm Fingers. Hey, everyone. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. Listening to the Kojima Frequency. I am sufficiently crocked. <laughs> not not too crocked. I'm, I'm not grunning levels of crocked yet. It's been a week. Yeah. You earned it. We earned it. Yeah, at this point, I just want to go on a bender and forget everything <laughs> the past seven days. Yeah. A lot has happened in the seven days. To give you guys a little bit of context, when I started writing an outline for this episode, it was actually pretty basic, right? So, Microsoft buying Bethesda, PlayStation 5 prices. God, I forgot all about that. Right? Th- this, is, this is where I'm getting at. I really didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Tokyo Game Show, any content that might have come out of Tokyo Game Show. Oh, yeah, that happened today. It did. What the fuck? I didn't even... Did anything happen? You're proving my point yet again. Okay. Um, you know, making jokes about overlap between Among Us and Metal Gear, which I still would like to do. Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of playing Among Us. I mean, that's kind of the the game of the month. It's a good time. It yeah. is. It is. Fall Guys was last month. Kind of feel bad for the Fall Guys guys. Like, they just put out this game, and don't get me wrong, it's it's a success. But yeah, like, I had a good time with it. I like that they're basically all just uh, Teletubbies with, like, the top half cut off. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, we just had this list of, you know, just a a few talking points. Um, You know, that would be a a good quick first half. In the second half, you know, we'd talk about this rumor about this, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 collection coming to a PC near you. Like, oh, we saw this Taiwanese rating listing that suggested this. Are we going to get a Konami Classics collection? You know, why no Metal Gear 2? Um, how are they going to port it? Like, just, you know, philosophical questions, hypothetical questions. What did not occur to us um, is that Friday morning, 
all this shit is, was gonna have to be like erased. <laughs> Completely blown out the window by fucking yeah. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid Two getting thrown up on GoodOldGames.com. Oh, and and thank you, Good Old Games, again. Yeah, shouts out Konami and Good Old Games. It was like Christmas morning. I'll bet a, a flawed Christmas morning, but a Christmas morning nonetheless. And I think <laughs> that is going to be the primary focus of our episode today. But, you know, I don't know if you guys want to talk about these Kodak moments a little bit before we get into that. Or Yeah, we can just... talk about that because it's, it's, it's stuff worth going over, I guess, because we can kind of relate. Because um, uh, Microsoft buying Bethesda was kind of a big thing, but then everybody started talking about, oh, Sony should buy Konami. And that was like the immediate conversation that happened. And then Konami's trending all of a sudden at the beginning of the week. Um, <laughs> and that's absolutely never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it's, you like, know, these, I, are, these are by bros who don't understand how businesses work. They just think you walk in with a pile of money and go, I want that. Yeah. I don't know if I was disconnected from the last gen, but I feel like this console war is just getting kind of absurd, particularly like what you guys said. You know, one, it's impossible for Sony. Sony's not going to do that. Sony's not going to buy Konami. You know, the game industry is not an anime. But secondly, it's and this is this is why I don't like this argument is it's not really an indictment on Sony, but more so it's a brand of Microsoft. Like, I feel like beyond the practical benefits of buying out Bethesda, you know, probably guaranteeing the next Elder Scrolls on PC and Xbox only. It's almost like a, it's, it's about sending a message like let me throw my wads of cash on the table and remind you, this is just a small project for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I just looked up Sony's like net worth. They're saying estimated up to forty-five billion, and then you have Konami at three point five billion. So it's like they're both making ridiculous amounts of money and probably don't need each other. But you can see that like Sony could easily just kind of absorb Konami and just I don't know. But they probably just, yeah, they probably don't want to do that because they're like, we're good. Well, you also have to consider that the majority shareholders in Konami are uh, essentially the Kazuki family. Most people don't realize that Konami is more or less a family business. Mm -hmm. And I doubt that they see any benefit in a buyout like that. Exactly. There's also the fact that Konami is not just a video game company. They have the whole gaming side. It's not even that. I mean, they're a health company. They have an animation branch. They're in sports. They're in a lot of different industries throughout Japan. They're not just, you know, we know them over here as a video game company. And in Japan, they are so much more than that. Yeah. I like Tokugawa, just kind of you know, like in everything. Yeah. They they have <laughs> so many branches. And and even beyond sort of the, the practical branding standpoint and, and the functionality, I guess, the question that is on my mind is, is would that acquisition have bring out the value of what it's worth? You know, if they decided to acquire Konami for, did you say it was $3 billion? Yeah, $3.5 billion, yeah. $3.5 billion, so that's, and then Sony's, what, $45 billion, you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's kind of a percentage of their revenue. 15 times more, yeah. Yeah. So what would be the benefit there then? Because why why would they want to put that much money in when they could just hypothetically license the games from Konami? That's exactly my point. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that seems the, the smarter route to just partner up and kind of license things out and just have many studios kind of allocated to helping work yeah, on Yeah, and on there's projects. already evidence of Konami being willing to just sort of let other people put the work in yeah. so they can sort of sit back and collect their check at the end of the day. I mean, I think it's wishful thinking. I mean, that's what fans are really, they're kind of just putting it out. And I think when, when stuff like that gets trending, it kind of just shows the people up top like, huh, oh, hey, y'all want to you wanna maybe try this out and see if we can do something? I don't think anybody saw this good old games collaboration. Everybody was kind of saying like Steam, you know, but that that came yeah. out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe they were talking for a while. Well, this whole past week has been nothing but fans and wishful thinking. Yeah. It's been ridiculous. Like, I've heard, uh, I, I was losing track of all the rumors that were floating around that were getting parroted by fairly big outlets. Yeah. You know, you had you had sort of like some of the bigger names in the in the games industry forwarding this stuff, and nobody's really batting an eye at it. They're like, oh, this might actually happen. And anybody who pays attention to this closely immediately could smell something wrong with it yeah. because we've seen this over and over and over and over for how many years now these same exact rumors and it's just like okay well the the, the room has been filled with smoke for the past four years and we haven't seen it so much as a spark yeah and that's like you know as soon as we saw the listing on the taiwanese store it was like okay here we go. Here's something. Yeah, that but was every, tangible. Yeah, but uh, that was like the first moment where I was like, cool, but all the Metal Gear Solid remake stuff on PS5, it's like, that's where, where are you getting yeah. that from, buddy? The Taiwanese listing, that that felt legitimate. That, that, was, that was the case of where there's smoke, there's fire. Whereas this whole, like, okay, Sony's going to bring out this thing where they buy Konami, it felt like, and, and this feels a little bit of appropriate, like an appropriate metaphor, um, it felt like I was imagining some moment from Yu-Gi-Oh where like Sony pulls out their trap card or whatever and Microsoft's like, no, I didn't expect that. Like people are expecting them to have some sort of clap back to this response. And it's like, no, that's not how business works. Yeah. Like Sony's not going to do that. Like cards just get laid as they are. Right, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you know, Microsoft buying Bethesda, good for them, I guess. I, I, all the Bethesda games have pretty much sucked for me lately, so I, I think maybe them getting like a, a retuning or an adjustment here and there might might help them out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I haven't had a good time with a with a Bethesda game for quite yeah. a while. Doom Eternal was, eh. uh, the mm. the latest Wolfenstein was just so different than like what a Wolfenstein game normally is, and I just I yeah. didn't have a good time with it. And the, well, the fir- I liked the first two new Wolfenstein. Steins. Yeah, exactly. And then the third felt like a looter shooter, which was like the antithesis of why I Yeah, liked. I was like, I'm not here for this for, yeah, for Wolfenstein. I mean, and let's let's be specific here because Microsoft technically bought ZeniMax and all of their subsidiaries. So that's, you know, not just, that's Bethesda, that's id, etc. Right. Um, so it's interesting that the way this is being marketed is Microsoft buying Bethesda not Microsoft buying ZeniMax. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine and he he kind of put forward this idea that maybe Microsoft is going to sort of rebrand ZeniMax and all of that, you know, that entire operation as just Bethesda since that's the name that people are most familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, ZeniMax is just like always kind of just one of those other names on the box where you're like, yeah, yeah, 
Get out of here. Then we got the PS5 prices dropped this week, which is uh, you know, just another little bit that kind of flew by. We're like, okay. And then the pre-orders happened. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Did you get one? Nah, man. I'm not even. I'm not even worried about getting one at launch. To be honest, there's, there's really nothing drawing me in yet. It's great because I look out the window and I see panic on the streets, and then I look inside my computer screen and I've got like my PC friends freaking out about getting like an RTX 3080, and then I've got my console friends freaking out because they can't pre-order a um, a PlayStation 5, and it's just like there's just chaos just everywhere. Can't get away. I managed to get a pre-order, but congratulations. Yeah, I don't know. If, if I, <laughs> I feel dirty. <laughs> Did it go all the way through? You're like, you're yeah, sure you're yeah. sure? Okay, but cool. I got an email from, from Amazon later that was like, you may not get this at the time it releases. Oh, shit. Yeah. But like everybody got that email. Yeah. I just have like a big enough backlog to where I'm like, I'm good right now. Yeah. So I'll get the second gen that doesn't catch on fire. This will give me an excuse to put our PS4 in the bedroom. Yeah. Well, good call. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I don't know if this is like a 20-year cycle thing, but between the scarcity of the consoles and just the veracity of fanboys, like, I feel like I'm back in the 2000s, like, when people were fighting over, like, the original PlayStation, Xbox, and GameCube, and, like, you got your ass whipped on the bus if you had the wrong console, and, I don't know, for like, <laughs> forums were still, what's that word, like, BCC? Um... And, like, HTML and markup and stuff. And people were fighting with, like, form signatures and shit. Like, it feels like that again, but, like, on Twitter. With yeah. GIFs. Twitter's, like, 2014 <laughs> Tumblr right now. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's spikes in the internet. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we created a, what is essentially a chat room that the entire world can access. What did, what did we think was going to happen? <laughs> Way too many mics. I do miss it when the internet wasn't, like, consolidated. Yeah. It's almost like, oh God, I'm so sick of making allegories on this podcast. Allegory queen, days ahead. Allegory queen. Uh, Drop it on us. The internet is like a small town, and a Walmart just came by and was like, fuck your small businesses. And then, like, now everybody just goes to Walmart. I'm sorry, but the internet was so much more fun before social media because right? you had to actually go looking for things. Right. And like, now I it's miss- like, it used to be like, you know, oh, I might discover a brand new website today that's got all this new information. I've never yes. seen anything like it. It's got its own I, little community. And now it's like, there are like six sites. I miss having to have like a different form for all of my topics that I was interested yeah. in. Like I had a Kingdom Hearts one, a Metal Gear one. Like, fuck, I don't know. I was in a couple uh, web rings. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Sign my guest book. Shit. I got into Tekken. I had a GeoCities Tekken page. Hell yeah. Uh, but to that point, yeah, it's, it's everything is consolidated. And content is, um, content is basically a reshare between, like, the same six sites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I see, like, a new gaming story, it's like, all right, I'm going to be seeing this for the next few articles, like, scrolling down. It's like, here's GameSpot, here's IGN, here's Kotaka, here's all these. It's just like, ah, it just gets... Got to get them clicks. Yeah, like, I saw so many things about Metal Gear this week, and only 10% Oh, I know, 10% and everybody's an true. idiot about it. Yeah. Even us. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I think we were all very skeptical of the the remake stuff, but then yeah, like I said, once the uh, once the listing showed up for Metal Gear on PC, it was like okay, okay, I'm listening. And, and we'll get to that, everybody. We promise. Yeah. What else there's a we... lot to say about those. Yeah. Tokyo Game Show is happening right now, uh, so we don't really know what's going on with that. And that, Konami does have two slots for it, but apparently it's not anything Metal Gear related or any series that we know about, really. What was it, Nitroid? It was like a couple of anime-type things or something? Yeah, they the slots were essentially... Um, I'm trying to remember. They weren't like general-purpose shows. Yeah. Eden Zero. They were... Yeah, it was, it was like for specific titles. I'm trying to find out what it was. Uh, it was uh, Eden Zero... And Momotaro Dentetsu. Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's... Fan favorites. Those are, <laughs> yeah, those are the only two shows that they've got, and there's nothing, there's nothing like a general Konami show. So anybody holding out for a remake, keep holding out. Yeah. That's their slot, so... I mean, they can't really, like, fit another thing in there, like, as a surprise, really, so it's... I don't know. I think we got what we got. <laughs> I got uh, Resident Evil 8 content, so I'm pretty content about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Has there been any word yet on if it's going to be VR or not? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'll tell you this. Uh, somebody on Twitter made a very good point with regards to whether or not there is a new Metal Gear in the pipeline. So, Corikado, who is essentially the the gatekeeper of the franchise right now, has had his name in some kind of a project almost constantly since 2017, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if something... Because, you know, they, they keep their teams busy. If they're not working on a big flagship title like Metal Gear, they're working on other projects. They don't just sit on their hands. Yeah. And it seems like lately he hasn't had his name in anything. So mm-hmm. what's going on? You know, that could be an indication that maybe he's working on something bigger. He's got a Jira epic in the backlog. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have to be transparent about that information about who's working uh, like under them at the time? Probably not, but I mean you, you're going to have credits regardless. And that was um yeah. that was Lord Emmerich on Twitter who who made that observation. Shouts out to Lord Emmerich. But it's it's a fair point. Yeah. Do I want to talk about Among Us? Everybody's been playing yeah. that lately. <laughs> that, that's why I'm not focused on the Tokyo Game Show, to be honest. I've been playing that with like some like of my clan buddies. Like looking at the next bullet point, you're like, Among Us, Among Us. <laughs> All right, so why does everybody keep saying sus? Because, I mean, like, I, I get that everybody's, you know, I get the, the normal definition of that word, but, like, with that game, everybody's just like, sus? What, 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 what's the deal? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean... Suspect? Yeah, it's like Suspicious, suspect. yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. Okay. You're looking mighty sus, my dude. Yeah, what gotcha. are you what are you doing that doesn't seem like uh normal behavior in this game? That's like you the should. most appropriate usage of that word I've heard. You were doing a task, but the task bar didn't go up. Right. And uh you were the only guy around this body. So uh Right. Mm. So it's just sort shit. of become a meme now. Yeah, gotcha. it's pretty I'll tell you, this game will make you a great liar really fast. <laughs> Yeah, I was um I was I was running um a Metal Gear Solid 1 stream earlier today and um one of the things I was asking the audience was, you know, 
what Metal Gear characters would be good at Among Us? Um, Not Gray who Fox. Who would have the skills? Not Gray Fox. He's only good no. at fighting. Gray, Gray Fox. Ocelot. Ocelot would be fantastic. <laughs> I think Naomi would do a good job until, like, the very end. She feels guilty and just kips up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she votes herself off. Ocelot's just accusing everybody of being the spy, though. Right. Otacon would pee himself. <laughs> right? <laughs> he would He would just go into chat, I can't play this, I'm the imposter, I don't like killing. It's giving me anxiety. What's with these guys? It's like one of my Law & Order episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the second question I posed um, was... Are there overlapping skills between Metal Gear gameplay and Among Us gameplay? To which my own personal response was, it's it's more so of a of a Hitman game in terms of in terms of overlapping skills. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. I think you're spot on. I think it is more of a Hitman type experience. You're just blending in with like the workers and stuff, kind of like using the skies of just acting busy. Yeah. Yep. To that point, I'm wondering. How long until somebody makes a game that is more realistic like Hitman, but you have like 10 different Hitman all out to get each other in a, in a realistic setting? Yeah, I think that's where the disguises could like really come into come into play, like where you're just switching yeah. up and just like, now I'm the janitor, now I'm the gardener. Like, and just, that, that um, would be a cool layer for that. I know the developers had said that they were originally going to make a sequel to Among Us, but... They, because of the like sudden surge in popularity, they're putting those features into the original game. So you know maybe disguises could be a potential feature, like yeah. be able to like hide a body and then take their look It'd or be something. Their color. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Assassin's Creed have a multiplayer mode somewhat like this, where you yeah. could change yeah. your look and yeah, yeah, you kind of just blend it in with all the characters. I think we talked about this on another episode. He probably did. Hitman, the most recent Hitman game, had like an asymmetrical type Hitman game where like you both had the, I think it was like you both had the same targets or target rather. And you can't hurt each other, but you can like sabotage each other trying to get the target. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So making a loud noise. Yeah. So, you know, among us. It tickles me as a stealth fan, and I'm I'm glad that that it's it's blown up. Yeah, there's definitely not enough stealth games out there. And it just turns into you're the spy, you're the spy. Tatiana, you're the spy. What are you talking about? It turns into like the torture room in MGS3. You learn a lot about your friends very quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now that's all I'm gonna think about when I'm playing this game and, and somebody pulls an emergency meeting <laughs> is that scene with like Eva yep. and Ocelot. And That's all I've been thinking about this whole time. <laughs> when I get accused of being an imposter, I'm going to feel like Eva when like Ocelot's spinning the guns and she's like, ah. <laughs> uh, Tatiana, you're sus. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch smells like perfume. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess let's get to what everybody's been waiting for. So did you all get the ports? Oh yeah. yeah. I think um, we should should we talk about them in order? Like uh what's the uh Yeah, yeah we got, we got the me, MSX version of Metal Gear first. Let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. Because these ports are not perfect. 
to put it lightly. There are some issues with them. However, there are ways to mitigate those issues if you have a little bit of patience. And overall, I think this is a win. Okay? And, <laughs> and just... to, to add to Dietroid's point, or rather to disclaim, I guess, we're not saying this as, well, not saying this just as fanboys of the series. We're saying this as people who have dealt with this with PC games for a while. Um, and we're also saying this as some people, like as people who believe that the work you put in to fixing these issues is well worth the value you get out of them. Sort of like we were talking about earlier with Sony buying Konami. Is, is the work worth the value? Uh, and in this case, we, we think it is. So, yeah. I will say that I do think that either Konami or GOG need to put in as much effort as they can to fix these issues. Despite the fact that there are a lot of fans who have stepped in and have been working on these issues for quite a while. But the fact that we have access to these without any DRM included mm-hmm. is kind of phenomenal on its own. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So it's it's one step on the road, but... And that's the benefit of over, over Steam, right? Yeah, Steam, Steam has DRM. Yeah. So you pretty much have to use the Steam client to launch any games you buy there. With GOG, their whole policy is that when you buy a game, it belongs to you, and we're not going to dictate how you use it. So they they straight up give you the installer, no keys, no nothing, and they say, you know, this is yours to use as you wish. We just hope you're honest enough to treat it maturely and to not distribute it, which there's always going to be people who do. But the fact that they do that is a great service, especially with regards to preserving older games where a lot of those are getting lost to time and not having just to have that online connectivity all the time too, mm-hmm. where you're just like having to do updates and stuff. And Yeah. And GOG will typically try and go out and hunt down more obscure titles and make them available. Yeah. And it's not always possible to fix those types of games just because of how old they are, you know, source code resources, those aren't always going to be available, but they still try to make as much available as they can. Mm-hmm. And that's really commendable. You don't see a lot of companies doing that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of GOG for what they do. Yeah, me too. I, I've bought a bunch of classic games from them. They're willing to take that risk to make sure that people can still have these experiences. And as someone who has gotten, like, I got a bunch of old monolith FPS games from them originally. That's how I came to know them. I really appreciate it. And as someone who has wanted to play Metal Gear Solid Integral since I was like a child... <laughs> I backed up that executable on like two thumb drives. This is very important to me. Yeah, that backup offline installer is definitely a cool little thing that they give you for everything. Right. So like you said, let's start with the first one, which is just old school Metal Gear 1 MSX, not the NES version, just straight up the original. Yeah. And this is probably the most problem-free port of the bunch. Yeah. It's about as simple and bare bones as it gets in a, in a good way. That's with most of these, I would recommend using a controller. Uh, that's definitely something with this. I mean, you know, you, you can play them with keyboard, but, uh, yeah, I guess if there uh, were one to play with keyboard, this would be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, 
I mean, that's how you would play it originally for the most yeah. part on the on the MSX. But do not uh, play it with the analog stick if you can yeah, avoid don't it. Don't do that. <laughs> to to give you some context, this port is based off the port from the mobile game or the mobile original mobile phone game, as well as the original subsistence on the PlayStation Two. Uh, uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Three subsistence, and that sometimes deters people like they're worried that they're not getting the the full experience or that at least the final fantasy fans you know they have a bad experience with that but this is like nitroid said this is this is like probably the best experience you'll get it does seem like this is a fresh port it's not just like they took the java version and threw it on to pc i had a friend of mine uh i asked him to take a closer look at this and see if he could sort of derive derive any information from it. And it does seem like there have been at least some updates made internally. I mean, obviously there's only so much you can see, but it's not just the mobile Java version running on its own, and it's not the the subsistence version running in some sort of MGS3 software or anything like that. So It does say to uh, turn off the PC right now, like with the, the big boss yeah. codec thing, so there is that at least. Yeah, that was a nice touch that they added because um, they've updated that for every platform it's been on. But it does seem like this has been updated. Uh, like this is this is a newly developed port that is based on the previous work, but is still new uh, to run on PC. So again, I'm, if I'm if I'm I'm sure if he's listening right now, he's just got his hand on his forehead in embarrassment of how badly I'm explaining this. But um <laughs> There, there was a bit of work put into this to make it run properly on PC. It wasn't just a, it's not just like a, like a hack job. You know, I played through it a little bit. I, everything kind of seemed fine for me. I, I originally played through it on the, uh, the PS3, uh, the HD collection, just you know, th- through MGS3 on there, and um, it, it seems just, you know, just about fine to me. That's, I don't, I don't have like a, a super familiarity with the original, original MS. Like I haven't played ROMs of the MSX versions themselves. Yeah, but uh, for me, it it plays fine. I didn't have any problems once I binded my uh, controls right. Yeah, when they brought it to subsistence and mobile, they didn't change too much in Metal Gear One. You know, they updated mm. the script, they changed uh, some names around, and obviously that that little bit of uh, big boss dialogue where he tells you to turn off your device. But for the most part, it remained unchanged. It was really it was really Metal Gear Two that got the overhaul. Yeah, which sadly is missing in this collection, and I don't know why, and I'd appreciate it if they would bring it to PC as well. Bring us Running Man. Hashtag bring <laughs> yeah. us Running Man. Best boss in the franchise. I, I will be honest, I, I might have cried if they would have brought Metal Gear 2 to PC. Yeah, I, I I mean, I hope that's in the pipeline, like, you know, like, they're, and they're just like, no, nah, this one's good, we can release this on its own. And they might put it out with MGS3. I, I I don't know what their what their plans are, but I, I, I would rather have MGS or I'd rather have Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake than MGS3. Yeah, and there's a mobile version for that as well. Um Yeah, I don't know what's is it maybe a licensing thing? It I can't think of anything. They stripped out any Not with any of the actors. Yeah, that's Yeah, when they when they did the mobile port, they stripped out anything that might get them in trouble. Yeah. You know, they're the all of the the actor similarities and they changed a number of the boss names. Strangely, didn't change Running Man, which, <laughs> which I'm, you know, we should be ha- we should be grateful for. Yeah. Look, man, um, the greatness of Running Man beats any and all copyright suits. It does. He's too fast for them. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird that they didn't uh, they didn't do that. Maybe 
Look, with the state of the franchise being what it is, I don't want to know what kind of bureaucracy GOG had to go to just to get these three out. So, yeah. like, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. It does suck, though, because my PS3 did just die, and so now I just, like, I don't know. really have a legal way to play it, really, I guess. Yeah, we got to get you a new one. Hashtag get fingers a new PS3. Okay, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Which brings us to Metal Gear Solid's PC port. and uh, Yeah, the blemishes start appearing. <laughs> yeah, this one's, a little, this one's a little harder to, to kind of turn the cheek for. So, um, For if, me, this is subjective because I personally have, haven't had a bad time. So <laughs> Whereas your, your Metal Gear results may vary. <laughs> Whereas me, if you guys were at my stream earlier... I had a, a ball of a time trying to get my controller to work. It took me about an hour to fix it. But once once I got that fixed, which involved... It actually involved reinstalling a, a controller driver for my PlayStation 4 controller. But once I got that fixed, my experience, like Fingers' experience, I mean, it's been sublime so far. And I think graphically, I think it's it's a matter of taste. But when I saw it, I went, holy shit. Yes. Um, just because I never played Integral. Um, so for me, I've just always looked at the PS1 graphics. And then when I played Metal Gear Solid 1 on my PS3, I remember it being like fuzzy and blurry. I don't know right. if there was some weird forced resolution thing going on, but like it just didn't look good. It was like, well, it felt like an emulation, which, yeah, go ahead. Did that happen for you guys too? Yeah. Well, on the PS3, there is actually a setting you can disable. The PlayStation 3 will do texture filtering. I don't know if it's correct to call it texture filtering, but it does do some smoothing on the graphics for PS1 and PS2 games if you've got the, the model to support it. And you can, you can turn that off if you hold down your, your, you know, the PS button on the controller and go into your settings. You can turn that off and get a, a crisper image. It still blurs it a little bit, but not as severely. Yeah, I think I remember doing that too, but it still just never looked great. It's more of like a yeah. generalized type setting, like configuration. Yeah, and on the PC, the developers smoothed all, you know, they filtered all the textures so it's a lot smoother. And that's where, you know... Yeah, all the pixels are gone, and that's where I'm kind of like, ah, I wish I could see a little bit of it, but I also really appreciate the sharpness of everything. And like yes. looking at like the back of the DARPA chief shirt, that like those pictures we were looking at, it was like a perfect example of like seeing like, textures being kind of filtered together and smoothed out versus like here's these hard pixels right here that are just like pixel art you know yeah and your mileage may vary on this too because like you said it that old ps1 style dithering is such an iconic look that without it it, it almost doesn't look the same yeah. and there are some some atmospheric differences too just visual filters here and there the the development of the game for PC kind of had a, a troubled history that led to certain things getting omitted. The poor music. Or, or <laughs> haphazardly implemented. Yeah, the music being the big one. Um, what happened to the music? Yeah, so there's, there's like a lot of poorly timed cues and music. Um, the developers somewhat famously didn't have uh, the option to use the same sound drivers that Konami had when making the game. So for almost, you know, all the, for essentially all of the audio, they had to re-implement it. And for the music, they had to like 
download songs off of fan sites or record them from PlayStation from the PlayStation version and then loop them themselves and it was just a mess. I noticed some of the the background music for some of the areas uh it goes through a weird loop. Yeah, so cuz they looped it manually. Yeah, and I was hearing like other parts where it was like I was like I don't think this part's normally in there at this point. Yeah, part. and those are kind of strung throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Honestly, the the fact that the game looks the way it does is a kind of a small mercy because during development of the port, they wanted to and, th- and this is like uh it was a Russian team that did the port. So, they were looking for ways to kind of improve upon what they had, and one of the things they tried was higher quality textures for things like mm-hmm. the face models. So there are some early screenshots of the PS or the of the PC version that show high resolution faces on the characters complete with eyes and everything and it's uh <laughs> looks bad. It's uh it's something to look at. Dude, it's a <laughs> but, it's uh, a nightmare. Personal nightmare for me. Thankfully that got uh, cut out. It's uh otherwise yeah, I mean it's, I think it's, uh, it's passable. Like that's like if you want the original experience, like definitely go back and play it on a PS One. If yeah, like emulation is another step you can do, like that has its own set of problems. Yeah, um, yeah, it's serviceable. I would say. Yeah, yeah that's a because good word. they've GOG has stepped in and modified what they could slightly, very slightly, to make it run on modern computers without too much issue. It's when you're in the game that problems are going to start to pop up. Yeah. Especially if you have water effects slash ninja effects enabled. <laughs> uh, that can be uh, a real system crasher. Yeah, yeah. so there's, it's very, very limited in terms of what you can do with the graphics. Uh, but in the advanced settings, I believe, you have this one toggle, and it's just water and ninja effects on and off. On the same switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty much like story of 2020, right? Yeah. What are ninja effects on? No ninja effect run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See how that goes. I'll tell you this. One thing that GOG might want to address in future patches is the fact that because this is Metal Gear Solid Integral, which if you're unfamiliar with that, for anyone listening, it's like substance or subsistence where it's an expanded version of the game with extra features and slight tweaks and improvements. This version contains 300 additional VR missions that you can go through and they are a blast. But when you install the game, it does not give you any indication on how to access those VR missions. <laughs> or that they were installed in the first place. Cause I had no exactly. idea. Two different executables, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yep, yeah. there is an entirely different executable. MGSVR.exe, I, th- I want to say, is what it is. Yeah, and then um, MGS, MGS1 is MGSI.exe. Right. So unless you know it's there, you're going to likely miss it entirely because there's no shortcut made for it when you install the game. Yeah. And then you're depriving yourself of playing Gray Fox. Yeah. So just one more time, that's just under, you just go under programs, you go under MetalGearSolidGOG.com, and then it's sitting right there in that folder, VR missions. You're welcome. Yeah. On uh, a bit of a lighter note, I noticed one thing. I, w- I thought it was a kind of a cute little detail. So obviously we all remember, you know, in the original Metal Gear Solid 1, the authentic experience is the, the player finds Meryl's 
codec frequency on the back of the, the physical case, right? That's what Baker tells you to do. So I was debating on, okay, how would they implement this in the, the GOG version? And so, you know, it's I figured it's the obvious, but I still thought it was cute nonetheless. It's on the storefront page. So if you go to the storefront page nice. for the Metal Gear Solid, the third image is uh, a codec screenshot of Snake talking to Meryl. Yeah, and then the fourth picture is so funny to me. It's the part where Revolver Ocelot says Revolver Ocelot, and then it shows Revolver <laughs> Ocelot's credit. Like you can very, you can clearly tell whoever posted this listing uh, was a labor of love. And then the top review, I, I think this guy aligns with our views. He says it's the second best way to play Metal Gear Solid. Um, and I think that's a good assessment. <laughs> like, this is certainly not the optimal experience that the life changing experience that we had in 1998. But if you're a fan, it's 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 good to go back. Um, and if this is your only way to play it, then, you know, get get a few fixes. Make sure your controller's working and it doesn't take you an hour in your stream to to fix your controller. But make sure your controller's working and. You know, you'll, you'll have a good time. Wait, there's a first-person mode if you double-tap the first-person button? Yeah. Yep. Shit. I mean, I, I, I know, to be, like, to, like, control, like, to, like, hold it down, you can look around, but I didn't know This that. is one of the nice things about the PC version. Um, PC Integral isn't the same as the, the Japanese release of Integral on PlayStation. There have been some modifications, some bad, and some good. On Integral in Japan there was actually a separate gameplay mode that you had to start for first-person view mode. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just snap into it. So on PC, you can snap into it, which is cool. really cool. There's also a very easy difficulty with an MP5 with infinite ammo. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, um, and I think you have to, to use sort of like a, a command line option for this when launching the game, but there is... A, uh, a cheat menu you can access and one of the options is uh, no clip mode where you can just fly around and look at oh. all the areas oh, man. Whenever, you know, however you want and it's extremely cool yeah I'll definitely give that a shot thank you for letting us know yeah the downsides are that certain features were not included and this may be a side effect of the issue they have with the audio in integral in Japan there were some additional codec frequencies. Oh, I tried, I tried that out today. Yeah. Two of them were music, where you could listen to Metal Gear Solid remixes of Metal Gear 2 songs. I think it was like the theme of Solid Snake and Zanzibar Breeze, um, but that didn't get included. Hmm. And there, there were a few other little things that didn't get added as well. Yeah, the Psycho Manus fight is uh, pretty lackluster, and the the solution to the fight is just using the damn keyboard, so that's just kind of... Eh. Yeah, and they have to skip the memory card reading and the vibration since neither of those are sported. Yeah, so just yeah. none of that effect is really going to hit. Yeah. He's, he's just this guy. Uh, and I can and, tell you how good you are at this game. And the yeah. keyboard mappings are, like, straight out of 1999. Yeah. So good luck with that and remapping that. What else? Oh, one positive note. I will say another great experience by going to PC. Headphones, lots of fun. Really adds to the immersion. 
there was one time where I was um, under a tank and I was debating on whether I should pop out to, you know, get into the elevator and I couldn't see the guards. I was in first person hiding under, so my radar wasn't working. And I could hear the genome soldier just kind of walking past. And then on top of that, I was able to hear certain sounds and noises, little Easter eggs. Like I think Meryl has like a noise, like a chafing noise or something when you walk past yeah. her. I never heard, I've replayed this game like more times than I can count. I've never heard that until I put on these headphones and played it on my Sennheisers, uh, which fingers is probably like those. That's like noob shit. Uh, but, I'm wearing Sennheisers right now. So. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah high five. Uh, in any case, yeah, no, it just like being able to hear that stuff directly is awesome. Like I can't yeah. even begin. It's crazy when you game with headphones, like especially when a game really takes time to like be aware of that stereo field and like give you space and depth and stuff. You can hear like how far people are, are away. It's, a lot of the like battle royale games have done a really good job with that lately. Uh, just like just hearing where opponents are, you know, kind of giving you like a directional feel to it. But yeah, Metal Gear has been doing that for a while. I remember the the whole uh, the helicopter fight was pretty much based off of that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you had a mono speaker Which on I your did. television, oh no! First time I played it, I was like, oh no! And you and you call the colonel, and you're like, what yep. what do I do to help? And they're like. Oh yeah, just turn it on stereo, and you'll be able to kind of track it with your noise. And and Snake's like, oh, well, I don't have a, a stereo system. And they're like, well, you know, good luck. Yeah, Colonel <laughs> Porsche-ing me. Uh, Get a better TV, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good luck, Colonel's classist. <laughs> Sorry, Snake, you're just out of luck. Let's see, but yeah, I don't think any of us have played it all the way through yet and done a full run. So it's you know there might be some more issues. The ninja effect did look good, though, so I think we're... <laughs> I think, you know, like, like serviceable right now is, like, a, a good review. Maybe they'll get some patches out for it later that'll adjust some of this stuff. I mean, they they have access to the music now. I don't see why they can't insert and replace some MP3s. or so. I don't know how the game development works, but, you know, it, it seems like the, that those things could be adjusted now at this point if someone just gave it a little bit of time, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm there, thankful for it to be out in the state that it's in. You know, it it played fine for me. Full disclosure: there is a fan altered distro of this game floating around out there, but I do not recommend it. I know a lot of people swear by it, but the fans who worked on it added in a bunch of weird little changes to, like you know, like removing Konami logos and things because they felt like they needed to be cheeky about it, and just yeah. come on. Is there a way to force it uh, 16.9? There is a widescreen patch that okay, you can apply. That, that works for this GOG version? Yes, as far as I know. Yeah. I have not tried it, but I've seen people say that they've applied it. And that's the thing about the Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 PC releases is that they are essentially the ex- with with very, very slight changes to make them work on modern hardware. They are the same as the PC ports that were released in 2000 and 2003. So, I mean, we're talking like these were built to run on like Windows 95 through XP era computers. Yeah. So though the only change that GOG has really made is, is whatever they had to do to get it to load on a modern computer. But otherwise it's the same. 
<sighs> Which brings us to Metal Gear Solid 2's PC port. Yeah. Oh, which boy. Is, uh, which now we're getting into sort of like cystic acne as far as blemishes <laughs> are concerned. Not Kind of put I, proactive I, on this thing. I mean, yeah, I, I deal with personal skin issues myself, so I empathize, but... Gotta patch it up, though. That's the bottom line. You gotta throw a Band-Aid on that thing. <laughs> Shout out. There is uh, there was immediately a patch available that uh, I put on after Nitroid's instruction. It's a uh, what is that V's patch? V's fix, yeah. V's fix, and it takes a game that is borderline broken and makes it almost perfectly fine. And uh, I guess it's still in development to some extent. There's probably going to be some renewed interest in it, given that these ports have been re-released, but. <laughs> You almost cannot play Metal Gear Solid 2 without this patch. Luckily, it's pretty easy to apply. And, like, you know, once once I put it on, you know, everything's running fine for me. So I really didn't even get to experience it pre-patch. And it does look like he is very active on this. He's got the, the latest release date for the most recent one was the 19th of August of this year. So that was wow. only a, a little bit, you know, under a month ago. Okay. Um, there's a there's a so, lot he uh, <laughs> he built into it too. He's probably like just cracking his fingers, just like ah, all done. Got that final version. <laughs> One point eight, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like he's just like this uh, this like like farmer type guy who's like you know it ain't much, but it's honest work. And all of a sudden, this fucking horde of people just come down upon him. Yeah, I mean, you you pretty much have to uh, install this patch. There's really no way to get around it. And you suggested doing the offline installer for MGS2. Yeah, so there's a few things that can make your life way easier because I had a nightmare of a time getting this to work. Now, and I just listened to these directions, so here's what you do. Yeah, so real quick, full disclosure, it's possible that part of my issue is the fact that I'm running... Windows 10 in boot camp on a 2014 MacBook Pro. So that might account for some of the problems here. <laughs> but the fact that you did eventually get it running on that shows people that yeah. they really don't have an excuse. Yeah, if I can get it working, on your you can get it working. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of points. Do not install these games using GOG Galaxy. Use the standalone installers. It does make a difference. Two. Don't install the games into your program files folder. Put them somewhere else, which if you're using the standalone installers, they tend to default to like C drive slash GOG games or something like that. Three, run all of the installers, all the patches, all the executables as an administrator. If you don't know how to do that, right click it instead of double clicking it and select run as an administrator. These games can be a little weird without those permissions. Number four, if you get stuck, check the Metal Gear community forum on GOG's website or reach out to the guys at the Metal Gear Speedrunners community. They have been on top of this for years and they really know what they're doing. And five, don't be like me and play these on an old ass MacBook. <laughs> you, you, do, you do these, you are going to be fine. It's just, uh, just... You know, try to try to play these on a PC. I, I yeah. did the boot camp thing. I, I empathize. I I ain't living that life no more. 
<laughs> yeah, and, uh, he's got the file on GitHub. You just download that. It's one little exe that you just basically drop into that MGS2 folder, uh, like in the in the bin folder. Yeah, the bin. And it will replace files. So if you mess something up, you'll pretty much have to delete the game and reinstall it. Yeah, and that's that's the good thing about GOG is you can basically just have access to those installer files. So I had some uh, I had some weird difficulties getting it going. You know, I don't want to make this podcast a tutorial for how to get this game to work. Yeah, just those quick little tips were were about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I straight up couldn't even get my Bluetooth headphones to work with this thing. I had to plug in and disable Bluetooth before the game. Bluetooth is its own weird, different thing. Fuck yeah, You're telling me. There's just all sorts of weird compatibility issues with this thing. So for install me, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the sound, I just used all my default stuff, switched the resolution, you know, to 1920, 1080, and then I just programmed my controller. Now, Daze, you said you had some problem with your controller. You were using a PS4 controller. Uh, I'm using this 8-bit dough, like SNES-type controller that I think gets registered as an Xbox controller, and I haven't had any issues with that. But that's I know that's that doesn't like fix your issue at all or you know but it's like I don't know if it's better to use an Xbox controller right. with Windows for this or mm-hmm. going the other route might cause some issues with this release. That's what I was trying to figure out. So from my experience, so I tried with two controllers, and this is this is actually going back to um, Metal Gear Solid One. Um, I tried initially with my actually my Nintendo Pro controller. Because that's generally been the easiest to configure both with like mapping, like mapping software and on like Steam and shit like that. So, you know, I was initially able to map my buttons pretty accurately. Um, I was able to use the triggers for items and weapons. The keys were mapping to the face buttons correctly. Um, I know you guys don't like playing Metal Gear Solid 1 in analog, but. I was able to configure that perfectly fine and was able to do that fine. And then I ran into I like a situ- having both. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I ran into a situation where I accidentally reset the game because I was like messing around in my graphics settings. And then when I logged back in, it was like it wouldn't register inputs from certain certain buttons on my controller. On top of that, it it seemed like no matter what button I was pressing to map on my controller, it was just associating it with, with random, like, keys or, or button mappings. I tried this with my Pro Controller. I tried it again with my PlayStation 4 controller. I went through different sort of mapping softwares. Oh, my gosh, this is really becoming, like, a tech podcast. Uh, so I'm going to just summarize this so we don't get too boring. But I tried different mapping software, um, and strangely enough, what worked, I don't know to what extent this resolved the issue, but what ended up working for me was uninstalling, reinstalling my PlayStation 4 controller drivers, and then installing, um, I think it's like DS4 or something like that. I know it has like, yeah. yeah. And that seems to work so far. So I'm going to keep testing that. And I'm going to also test it on Metal Gear Solid 2, which I haven't had an opportunity to install. That's crazy that you had to do that. Um, oh, my God. It was the most frustrating thing ever. <laughs> the one thing that's kind of tricky that, that you made a point about with the D-pad and the analog, uh, in the game, it doesn't allow you to pick both. 
Um, and the solution that I found for that was to just run Joyda key and just literally only program, like make a new profile and make it only the up, down, left, and right arrows on the on the keyboard, and then just throw that on the uh, onto your you know your controller. Yeah, that's then, a really and good then idea. You, then you have access to both analog and D pad, and then you've pretty much got the same controls that are in there. And you can even you know switch it up through Joyda key and just keep it on the default, you know whatever the settings are in there. And one thing on MGS two, uh, since you brought up using a PS four controller, GOG says explicitly on their website that MGS2 does not support PS4 controllers, which is kind of maddening. So you, <laughs> if you have a PS4 controller and that is your only option, kind of like I do, you have to install V's fix on this thing. Yeah. Or you're, you're just out of luck. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's, that's why we're trying to explore other options. Like, you know, Fingers has his 8-bit controller. I'm trying out the Pro Controller and things like that. Because yeah. we want to make sure, and again, we're not trying to turn into like, what was that old tech TV show, Call for Help or whatever it was? Screensavers. Uh, <laughs> screensavers. Screensavers, yeah. Call for Help. We're not trying to be like the next Kevin Rose. Like We'll be we taking just, calls. On, just <laughs> just hit up the number below. We yeah, just, I mean, if you do have a specific question about it and you're, you're stuck on it, definitely leave a comment. Yeah, but, uh, by all means. I, I think with... The, really, all you need is is V's patch and probably something to you know do something with your controller, and that's really all you need. I think everybody that's calling this release like, oh, it's it's fucking trashy and it's bucky as hell and this is awful. It's like, all right, simmer down. I think that's an overreaction. And uh, you know, if it's welcome to PC gaming, you know, pretty much. This is uh, this is why I don't like to game on PC. It's just there's too much stuff to fuck with. <laughs> at the end of the day, sometimes you just like to uh, turn on a console, put the disc in, wait a couple hours for an update file, and then that's it. And then you get to it. But uh, we're so, gonna get that like PC gamer rage in the comments now. To that to that point, I was actually gonna say like this this whole thing has made me nostalgic in two ways. One is you know the obvious is I'm playing Metal Gear Solid One again, which has been a fun experience so far. Um, but two, it's reminding me of like the wild, wild west days where we didn't have these unified game launchers. We didn't have GOG Galaxy, Steam. God, what was that old game hosting site? Game Spot, I think it was. Uh, fuck, it's so long ago. But they're still around. Yeah, like they were like, this like this is reminding me of back in the day when there were like shit was on like file sharing sites like like as we were mentioning earlier with with old like websites file planet file planet yes thank you deep cut um this is reminding me of those days where like you just you know you had to find patches on specific forums to fix things and there was yeah. no steam or there's no unified like center where you could find this information to help and. <laughs> You know, while I you're kind on your of, own, <laughs> you know, finding a finding a forum, finding a forum post that's like, oh, my Metal Gear Solid executable is not running. Can somebody help me? And then like you go into the post and it says solved, and he's like, oh, thanks, I fixed it. But he never posted like how oh, he got it to work. Like, what did you see? <laughs> what did you do, man? Share the knowledge, share the wealth. Um, man, it's a quick note. Um, 
the same friend I mentioned earlier found an old web page where you could download the demo version of the PC release of Metal Gear Solid 1. Like, this is, like, back in 2000-ish. So, like, this is an old, old page. And there's these old comments of people complaining, like, ugh, this thing's 48 megabytes. It takes forever to download. It sucks. <laughs> It's just so funny to read people complaining about it. Oh, and that's like, I, I mean, I still saw comments about with this release. They're like, do you still have to patch the shit out of it? And I was like, dude, it's it's one patch, man. Like, simmer down, you know, and then you got to mess with <laughs> controls for a bit, uh, you know. And I will say, um, this is not unprecedented even in Konami, because I know personally from my experience with the Silent Hill community. Um, oh, they have, I mean, there's a guide out there. Like, if you Google Silent Hill PC guide, there is an infographic that gives you a step-by-step guide on how to get that shit to work. I think it's two and three on your PC and have that, like, almost authentic experience. That's what we should do. We should just make an infographic. That's a good idea. So then we don't have to turn this podcast into a tech podcast. Yeah, but it's a special occasion. You, know, you got a lot of people that are probably trying to uh, dig into this, and they're running into problems. They don't, you know, they don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's yeah. good to have a little heads up if you don't know. Now right. you know. I would, and it's it's cool for us. It'd be cool if we could we could help people and be the arbiter for them. So I think it, it you know, of course, it would be nice to have all these patches and stuff just like self loaded and updated, and everything just works fine. But hey, you, sometimes you you get what you get. I think that's what we got with this PC release, and I'm personally fine with it. I've done way worse to get PC games running. Um, it's not too bad. You'll be you'll be okay. We got a nearly perfect PC port of the original Metal Gear. That is a miracle. It's a good day. I mean, with with everything else, you know, in the grand scheme of 2020, this news isn't that bad. In fact, I would I would say it's a solid like 7.9. <laughs> That, that day it was literally like there was like everything going on in the world it was like that meme where it was just like coronavirus rioting protests and it was just like me metal gear solid on pc <laughs> it's just like the guy like enjoyed his sandwich like hell yeah today's uh, okay i'm still a fan of that picture that i posted that was <laughs> yeah. like the two girls fighting that was like microsoft buying bethesda PS5 prices and the dude in the back dabbing it was like metal gear solid one and two on pc <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome yeah. that was when it was just a rumor too that was like before the Taiwanese thing you were ahead of the curve on that we were uh, ready to go yeah oh man I was so fucking ready I had. I so- woke up to the news it was just like Dude, let's go I, like, we I, know like, what matters I like woke up at 8.30 that day I was like okay I got these plans I'm gonna exercise I'm gonna get some groceries like I'm gonna get shit done and then I like check my Twitter and I see that Konami's tweeted GOG. I'm like, oh my fucking god, are Nitroid and Fingers even awake right now? <laughs> I wasn't. I had a weird night's sleep. I like woke up late and just saw that. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> Did you have to like pinch yourself? I was like half awake when I saw it. Yeah, like it was literally just like the first thing I saw. I like checked my phone. I was like, oh. no, you weren't like the only one too. I had like a bunch of different messages. Dude, Metal Gear on PC. Like, gotta check it out. I was like, what? What? What's like, happening? What? Konami <laughs> did something? Yeah. Before TGS, what the? F- it's not Saturday. Is it Christmas? So, I'll say thank you, Konami, because nobody else wants to. But that's you know, I'll say it. I appreciate it. 
I appreciate them working with GOG and putting this out for more people. At the end of the day, it's given access to a lot of people that may not have been able to play it. If you've played it a bunch of times before, this might not be your optimal way or your favorite, but... It's still a good thing. Yeah, I can't... I mean, I'm never going to argue. Say what you will about what Konami did. I will never argue against, like, putting that shit out there for the world and making it readily available. Like, I will always commend that, so thank you. Yeah, the games are getting harder to find and PS3s are starting to die <clears throat> like mine. So, you know, it's, it's about time they put them on other, other means. Now put the rest of the legacy out, you bastards. 